turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriots. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just got fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love this is by action stand outside of Edmonton heading to Calgary January 23rd 2022 convoy more than trucks lots of cars and trucks very impressive goes on forever Look at they go forever. This is by Atchison outside of Edmonton, heading to Calgary. And ladies and gentlemen, what you're seeing there is truckers taking over. What you're seeing is Canadian truckers taking this vaccine mandate policy and these new rules in Canada <clears throat> across from one side of Canada to the other and saying, you know what? You can take those mandates and you can... Stick them you know where. And that's what we've always needed. We have needed the backbone. We've needed the backbone of our society, which is our truckers, which is our railroad industry, which is the lifeblood of any country to stand up and say enough is enough. Enough is enough. We're not going to take it anymore. And then, and only then, I think, will you start to see people listening. 
Then and only then will you start to see people listen because if you think inflation is bad now, if you think inflation is bad now, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to get way worse. And that's not going to be because of bureaucrats. It's going to be to save the country. It's going to be to save the country. I'd like to say hello to some people watching. We have a lot of people on Rumble already watching. And um, we have a lot of people on Getter as well. Let me do some shout-outs real quick. How you doing, uh, Lisa Naquin? Good, good to see you. Thank you for being on Rumble. I appreciate it. Proud Patriot 45 says, Jeremy, are you going to come to CPAC in Florida again? I'll be outside waving flags <laughs> like last year. Would love to see you again, Crystal. Crystal, I'm actually not coming to CPAC this, uh, this winter, this February. But I probably will attend the the uh, the later uh, the later part of the year and uh, do the second CPAC wherever that ends up being. Big shout out, Paul Janney. God bless you, sir. I love you. Thank you so very much, Deb from Illinois. Good to see you, Bruce and Carol. God bless you. Thank you so much, Nick Ratliff. Hello, how are you? Good to see you. I actually got a lot of mail today. We went to the post office box. I got a lot of mail today, and I haven't been able to open it all yet, but I know that I got a couple really amazing pieces of woodwork that I'll show on tonight's show. And that is from Basement Creations, Eric in Grand Rapids, Michigan. God bless you. God bless you and thank you. Even sent a wonderful letter. Got a nice letter from... um, This cross has a note attached. Wow. Wow. You guys are really great. Snapdragons, thank you so very much. Like I said, I'll show, I'll, show the, uh, I'll show the presents that were sent on tonight's show. Just didn't have time as we got ready this morning. Uh, let's jump over to Getter real quick because I know things are live and hot over on Getter. We've got Heather McGrady from Alabama. God bless you. Snapdragons is in the building over there. Thank you so very much. Heidi Pfeiffer says, Jeremy, awesome letter this morning. Thank you. I cannot wait to get to it. Um, I appreciate that very much. Chuckley Berries, Leslie Lugo from Boston, Massachusetts. How you doing, girl? Nicole Orr over on Getter. Vicki Vale, thank you very much for joining in today. Vessel is watching. She says, hello, Jeremy. Hello, everybody. God bless you. Barbie Girl from Baltimore. Good to see you. Jennifer Luzes from Communist Delaware, she says. And Carol from Pennsylvania. Well, we're going to be talking a little bit about Pennsylvania today. So uh, make sure you stay tuned for that. We've got, uh, we, we're looking for 1,000 shares, ladies and gentlemen, as we do every day. 1,000 shares across social media. And I would like to welcome the Roku and the Fire Stick audience as well. You're about to get another, uh, an entirely different experience on LFA TV, on Roku, and on Fire Stick as we, uh, as we progress into making that a... Uh, uh, a completely different experience with videos from Ben Berkham on the border, videos from Dave Bray while he's out on tour, music videos from him, uh, shows, obviously my daily shows, behind the scenes videos that you'll be able to get on Locals will be updated there too. So it'll be kind of like, um, what did we call it? ADD TV. You can just go from one thing to the next and I am super, super pumped and excited. Uh, to get everything up there, to get all that content up there so we can have another experience here on Live from America. I want to thank you. I want to give you guys an update on our friend Donnie C. Ladies and gentlemen, Donnie C. has lost a lot of weight, said he lost over 20 pounds during all of this. Uh, he said that he, uh, he was confirmed that he had the Delta variant and it kicked his butt pretty hard, but he got up out of bed for the first time. He's walking around. He can't wait to get back to full health and get back. To work, And I just want to say your prayers have helped. The ivermectin that we got him helped. 
all the other uh, consultations and, and, and over-the-counter drugs that we got him helped, and he's finally making his way back to full health. So God bless you, Donnie. We're here for you for anything you need, and uh, you, just let, you just keep me updated so that I can keep the Live from America audience updated as well. Thank you for the $5 donation for Bibles uh, to send out Bibles. We got a whole bunch of Bibles today, ladies and gentlemen, and that makes me very happy. It makes me very, very, very happy when we get uh, uh, when we get donations. But it makes me a lot happier when we get Bibles because that means we'll be able to put those Bibles into the hands of somebody who really, really needs them. And you never know; it might just turn their life around. It has before here on Live from America, and it will continue. And get to just give you an update: last year we did twenty thousand dollars we raised for the Slurp Fund to help other people out. Our goal is forty thousand dollars. Just let you know that we've already sent out twenty five hundred dollars this year already and we're not even in february we're not even in february and we've already helped out twenty five hundred dollars worth to grab uh to to grab people from the from the depths of their despair and pull them up and give them a little bit of hope and give them a little bit of love give them a little bit of kindness and compassion and let them know that we're here we're here that's what this is all for That's what this is all for. 2022 is going to be the year of joy, and I am super, super excited about that. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, let's let's talk real quick before we get to the Lord about this, that cold open that I showed you. Not only are Canadian truckers standing up and are going to put a huge wrench into Justin Trudeau's plans on vaccine mandates, but railroad, the railroad industry, not only in Canada, but also in America, has also said that they may be getting gearing up to do the same thing. And if the gears of this country and if the gears of Canada stop, that means the economy stops. And when you force bureaucrats to listen to the people, you have to put a crunch on the dollar. And unfortunately, that affects all of us. I get it. But we have to take a stand somewhere. And I think, ladies and gentlemen, that we are strong enough to be able to withstand any, any uh, higher inflation or to be able to withstand any kind of, uh, of, of trouble that comes our way financially, um, even if it's I, know it's, I know it's easier said for some than others. I get it. I get it. I know some people don't have a dollar extra to spend anywhere, and they can't have this inflation going any higher or, or, or shelves be any emptier. I get it. But sooner or later, we do have to take that stand. Thank you, Linda. God bless you. You're a wonderful woman. Sooner or later, we do have to take that stand, folks. Question is, is it going to be now or is it going to be later? And if it's later, how many more of your freedoms are you willing to give up from now until then? That's the question. How many more of your freedoms are you willing to give up from now until then? I also got this beautiful, wonderful shell in the mail with the Lord's Prayer on it. And this came from Key West, Florida. Somebody sent this today in the mail as well. And I just want to say thank you guys all. You guys have all really put a lot of things into perspective for me and my family, and you've allowed me an, uh, an, an avenue to be able to spew everything that I spew every single day on this show. If not, my wife would have to hear about how <laughs> all the bills that are get, getting voted on and getting passed and all of the, uh, the, the, the cargo problems and the, the thousands of people coming across the border. And I need an avenue to get that out there. And you guys have given me that opportunity. So it's not only a blessing to be able to have this as a job. It's a blessing to be able to talk to you guys every day because you're like my diary. You know what I mean? You're like my journal. You really helped me get it out there. And that's, that's the important thing. We got to get it out there. Um, all right, let's go to the Lord in prayer, folks. And uh, this morning's newsletter was titled, Put Your Heart Where Jesus Is. 
Put your heart where Jesus is. Now, I want to, this is kind of lengthy, so please bear with me, and I apologize, but maybe you can take this opportunity to get those thousand shares in, and please rumble and like the video no matter where you're watching, okay? Here we go. It's Tuesday, and I'm in such a great mood. Yesterday was a difficult day for me here at Live from America. Trying to train the producer, had the RAV team here doing upgrades to the studio, uh, the studio's capabilities. There was a heating company here doing work on the furnace, which constantly needed my attention. My wife couldn't come into work yesterday, which alleviates a lot of the stuff here for me, like having to be, you know, talking to the heating company, talking to people stopping by. Uh, I couldn't get... Uh, I couldn't get to emails and I couldn't get to messages because I was so busy. I even forgot to drink any water and didn't realize that until the evening show when I almost passed out during the show, literally. And I didn't get home until, um, until after 7, almost 7.30. It was just one of those days and it almost broke me. And to, and to make matters worse, ladies and gentlemen, in the beginning of the day before the day even started, I used the Lord's name in vain for the first time in almost two years and it crushed me. I felt so guilty all day for what I had said before I even started my work day. I felt like a failure. I felt like a loser. And then I realized what had happened all day. And the only place for me to go for comfort was the Lord. I repented. I cried. I complained to my wife. I opened up and I immediately was forgiven and felt a thousand times better. Why? Because I put my heart where Jesus did. Verse of the day, Colossians 3.1, that says, Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. There is no way to be saved or to spend time with Jesus, or to live with him in heaven if your heart is not in it. Once you've been transformed into a child of God, everything is different. You've been made anew in the eyes of the Lord. Your sins are washed away. Your fears removed immediately by Christ. Your worries and anxieties are taken off you like a yoke off an ox. You feel lighter. You feel free. You feel special and loved and wanted. Maybe for some of you, it's the first time in your life that you've ever felt special and loved and wanted. However, ladies and gentlemen, there are days like I had yesterday. And why is that? Well, because we are human and we live in a sin-soaked world where the devil is waiting around every single corner to snatch you up and throw you back into the hole where sin dwells, the black hole. It's not easy to dodge endless flaming arrows. And yes, sometimes they will hit you. Not enough to stop you as long as you have God with you, but definitely enough to make you stumble backwards. Now, because of free will, God cannot stop these attacks for you. He can only reinforce what you have chosen to do. If you choose, if you choose to swat every single arrow like a giant swatting a fly, then he will fight alongside you, only adding to your defense. But if you choose to give up and give in to the devil's demands, then he will not fight for you. It's a partnership. It's a relationship, like a marriage. You are one with Christ, and you need to do your part. Put your heart where Christ is. 
every amazing day of your life. Seek his truth, his love, his justice, and his advice, or you'll find yourself as you remember yourself before knowing Christ, alone, scared, weighted down by problems and no hope. And this is a very bad and dangerous place to be. So recognize when you get hit with one of those arrows and put your faith in Christ even more and you'll get through whatever it is with a smile on your face and a joyful attitude. If Christ be for you, then who can ever be against you? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jeremy, we sin every day. The good news is that we are saved anyway, says Terry. God bless you. You are 100% correct. Thank you so very much. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, I know that we're not supposed to, uh, I know that we're not supposed to, to, to have days uh, where, where we allow ourselves to do what I did yesterday, especially using the Lord's name in vain. I should keep up on drinking water. Yes, I know all that. But for some reason, it was just one of those days yesterday, and it just didn't do well. Jeremy, take a bottle of water with you to the studio and drink it while you do the show. We don't mind at all. I, I, I did that today. And Katie says, put on the armor as soon as you wake up. Makes a big difference for your day. It sure does. It sure does. And another thing, you guys, you will never, ever progress in your love and your relationship with Jesus unless you are honest with yourself and others. You have to be honest and open. You know, years ago, it wouldn't have been easy for me to do what I just did, tell you guys how my day was, what I did wrong, what I said wrong. But now it's almost like, oh, thank God that I have somebody to tell this stuff to. Thank God that there's somebody out there that's listening that goes through the same stuff that I go through every single day. Just because I'm behind this camera doing the news doesn't make me any different than anybody else. I still go through the same problems and the same trials and tribulations that everybody goes through. And so does everybody else on TV or in, uh, in the movies or anything else. The problem is people do not want to let those guards down. They don't want to let that guard down. They don't want to let anybody in. And that is the worst thing that you could ever do in your life. So I just want to thank you all very much for being, for, for being my inspiration and being, uh, helping me stay on that, that path. You know what I mean? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. If, you are, uh, if you're at work and you can't say the Lord's Prayer out loud where you're working... Maybe just walk down the hallway. Maybe go to the bathroom. If you can't do that, then whisper it. But make sure you are uttering those words, the Lord's Prayer, so we can all say it together. That's the most important and, uh, and most powerful thing that we have here on Life from America. So let's do that now. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom. And the power. And the glory forever. Amen. Amen. But I'll tell you what. I am in a thousand times better mood today. I want to thank you all for the Rumble Rants that came in this morning. Again, just for those who don't know, Rumble Rants will go to pay, the, uh, for, for the most part, the salary of the producer. And I do want to give you an update before we start. We are now 46% of our way back to where we were for our monthly recurring income. 
So please, if you have not done so yet, or if you're just waiting, make sure, uh, waiting because you've already sent a check this month, make sure you go in next time, next month, and, and, and re-sign up on JeremyHerald.com because in one week and two days, we are already back. Nine days, we're already back almost 50%, guys, and that is the grace of God, and I am so very, very excited. So let's get to the first and foremost section. Put your coffees up. Take a slurp. Mm. And here we go. First and foremost section of the day. The Democrats, ladies and gentlemen, have always been horrible, horrible when it comes to warmongering. They all want war. And the Democrats are also horrible at stopping invasions on our southern border. And it's not because they don't have the know-how or they don't have the military might or they don't have the congressional approval. It's because they want those things to happen. It's because they want a southern invasion or an invasion on our southern border. Why? Well, I think you've seen the end, right? You've seen the end game to that. And that is allowing them to vote statewide. Sooner or later, it will be allowing them to vote nationwide. Well, that's their plan anyway. So they're, in, they're incredibly horrible at stopping invasions on our southern border. But here we go again. Another Democrat. Another war. This is their MO, ladies and gentlemen. And now they're, they might be sending thousands of your sons, your daughters, your brothers, your fathers, your mothers, men and women of the United States military. They may be sending thousands of them to another country's border to protect an invasion of their country. But we can't protect our own country. No, 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 no. We can't protect our own country. That would be, that would be blasphemous. We need to send our money and our troops to another country to protect another country's border. Let Forget our own. So you got to ask yourself why. You have to ask yourself why. What is this any of our business? Why isn't another country stepping in to do this? What is it any of our business if Russia and Ukraine have issues and problems? It's not like we're getting billions and billions of dollars of goods through trade from the Ukraine. So what are we so invested in Russia and Ukraine for? Other than the fact that Ukraine is another ally of ours, which I get it. I get at face value why we want to do this. Because we are America and we protect other countries. But we don't do it for free. There's got to be a logical reason and a logical answer why the American taxpayer and the American man and woman have to gear up, pay for, and send our family members over to another country to fight something that really is none of our business. So why do we do it? What are we doing it for? Well, I would say it's because we want to protect the 10% for the big guy. You remember that? Do you remember the 10% coming from the Ukraine for the big guy? Maybe, ladies and gentlemen, just maybe this was always their plan through the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, through the, through the, through the fake Russian uh, election interference and all that. Maybe this was their plan to always use Ukraine as a conduit in order to finally go to war with Russia. Why? Why? Why do we want to go to war with the second or third largest superpower in the world? What reason would we have? What reason would we have? Other than that Ukraine is a country where dirty and corrupt politicians use it as a geographical and economical place for them to funnel their dirty money through like Joe Biden and his family and Hunter and the rest of the Bidens did. 
when they got 10% for the big guy. But folks, that's not even the first and foremost section of today. No, 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 no. That is just the foundation that I'm laying to bring you the bigger news. If you think that the 10% for the big guy that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden extracted from Ukraine, bribing or doing whatever illegal activities they did to get it, that is peanuts. Peanuts, not M&Ms. That is peanuts compared to how much money they were paid from the Chinese Communist Party. Donald Trump tried to, tried to shine a light on this the entire time during the campaign. He tried to tell you, look at what's happening. Look at Burisma. Look at these, natu- these oil and gas companies. Why is Hunter Biden involved in this? What money is coming to the Bidens? Why is there 10% for a big guy? Donald Trump exposed all this and tried to get it out to the American people, but the mainstream media and the social media oligarchs stopped it, censored it, silenced it, so the world, like the independents, didn't know. And if they did know anything about it, then it was all just a right-wing conspiracy, a manufactured fake news right-wing conspiracy, when in fact, the manufactured, uh, manufactured fake news was the attempt to block it all. So if you think the 10% for the big guy is, 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 is big money, you haven't seen how much he's actually extracted from China. The Biden family received 31 million, million, let me say it again, $31 million from individuals linked to the Chinese intelligence while Joe Biden was the vice president. Now, This isn't nothing that you and I don't already know. We didn't have an exact number until now. Thank you to Breitbart News for uncovering this and going on Mark Levin and talking about this because we always knew that money was coming in. We just didn't know how much money came in. The Biden family made $31 million from Chinese spies during Joe Biden's term as vice president. Peter Schweitzer reported on the Mark Levin show Sunday night. One of the most startling things that they uncovered is the simple fact that the Biden family, while he was vice president of the United States of America and continually while he became the resident, received $31 million from Chinese individuals who are linked to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. Breitbart News senior contributor Peter Schweitzer on Sunday revealed how the Biden family have profited from businesses with individuals linked to the CCP. Schweitzer, the author of Red Handed, How America, American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win, COVID, said Biden's son Hunter, while the elder Biden was serving as both vice president and president, was engaged in deals with individuals tied to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence he called... The Biden family's business dealings unprecedented. One of the most startling things we uncovered is the simple fact that Biden, while president, gained $31 million from Chinese spies and the CCP. I'm going to play the video for you so you can hear it from, um, from Mr. Schweitz's mouth himself. This is him on Peter Levin's uh, show talking about this. And again, nothing will be done about this now. All of this is wrath being stored up, and I can promise you something will be done about it after November 20, on November 3rd, 2022. Check this out. The Biden family 
Joe Biden's been in government forever. Let me ask you a question on this, Peter Schweitzer. Did the communist Chinese regime make it part of their mission to invest in the Biden family, knowing full well that Joe Biden was a longtime career politician with lots of influence? I think there's no question, Mark. Uh, and look, uh, we spent more than a year investigating red-handed, uh, and one of the most startling things we uncovered is the simple fact that the Biden family, while he was vice president of the United States and continuing when he became president, uh, received some $31 million from Chinese uh, individuals who are linked to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. $31 million. Whoa. Yep. Yep. $31 million. Uh, and these deals, uh, which we lay out in the book, um, were carried out by a couple of individuals. Uh, one is a guy named Che Feng. Uh, Hunter Biden in the Hunter Biden emails refers to him as the super chairman. That's kind of his nickname for him. Uh, and he says in one email, I don't believe in the lottery anymore, but I believe in the super chairman. Now, who is Che Feng? He's kind of this sketchy uh, Chinese uh, businessman. His business partner at the time that he was striking deals with Hunter Biden, his business partner was the vice minister at the Ministry for State Security. Um, he was in charge of, among other things, recruiting foreign nationals to spy for China. He was ahead of something called the Number 8 Bureau. Um, it doesn't get any higher than that. Uh, these are the sorts of individuals that were striking deals with Hunter Biden. Um, in this particular case, Che Feng happened to, happened to help a $20 million deal be secured. Uh, another individual that helped arrange that deal uh, uh, is a guy named Mr. Zhao. Uh, Mr. Zhao helped with that $20 million deal. He also sent $5 million to Hunter Biden. Uh, and he sent that money from a very interesting business called Harvest Global. So you have Mr. Zhao sending $5 million. Who's his business partner, Mark? His business partner is the daughter of the former head of the Ministry of State Security. This is the guy who runs the entire spy apparatus for China. Um, again, it does not get any higher than that. So what this means, Mark, is that in total, the Biden family got $31 million. They performed no discernible legitimate business activities as I can find for that $31 million. And it all, every single deal came from individuals tied at the highest levels to the Chinese intelligence apparatus. So there's no question in my mind that they were targeted by the Chinese. Uh, and for the life of me, Mark, this is unprecedented. I don't know of a time in American history where the American first family uh, has had this kind of a financial bond with a foreign intelligence service, particularly a foreign intelligence service that wants to uh, defeat the United States in global competition. And that's exactly what they did with Wuhan manufacturing the disease, manufacturing COVID, sending it over here to destroy this country. That's exactly what happened. And I, like I said to you, nothing is going to come of it right now. What's going to come of it is later. When we get actual people with actual spines in positions to actually do something. And I'm not talking about worthless Bill Barr. I'm not talking about worthless Jeff Sessions. I'm not talking about Merrick Garden Gnome Garland. No, no, no. I'm talking about real, real men or women with a real backbone. 
You know what I mean? Somebody like a Sidney Powell. Somebody like a Jim Jordan. Somebody like a Matt Gates. Somebody like a, you know, all these, I can name a thousand names that actually have backbones. And what I'm talking about are people who are not afraid, no matter what backlash comes, are not afraid to hold people accountable, hold their feet to the fire. Now, I know a lot of people will say the same thing over and over again. Nothing's going to come of it. Nothing's going to come of it. Nothing's going to come of it. Do you believe in God or not? Do you believe you can't beat God or not? Do you believe we're on the side of good versus evil or not? And if you do, then please, please, please do yourself a favor. Do not be negative. Do not be pessimistic. Do not second guess what we're about to do in this country to really expose everything, drain the swamp, and make this country the best it's ever been. The best is yet to come isn't just a slogan. The best is yet to come isn't just a farewell speech to make you feel better about President Trump leaving the White House. The best is yet to come needs to have all of this. It has to hurt if it's to heal. We need what's going on right now, whether we like it or not. We need inflation, whether we like it or not. We need high gas prices, whether we like it or not. We need government trying to force mandates and unconstitutional laws down our throats so that we can be reinvigorated, so that we can be re-energized, so that we do find that American patriotic spirit that so many millions have lost over the last few decades. Where is our spine? Like I said in the beginning of this video of this show when I did the uh, when I did the newsletter, God is not going to fight with you. Or for you, unless you're fighting for yourself. It is a partnership. And if you're not putting in your percentage, then God will not put in his. It's the same thing when it comes to this stuff. If we are not willing to fight for this country, it will be gone before you know it. Before you can even say illegitimate, it'll be gone. We have to stand up and do what we've done this last year. And we have to gear it all up and we have to store it all up and we have to put it in a Dropbox file for the day that we can open it and pour it all over these swamp donkey losers. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen as long as shows like this are around, as long as audiences, fans, family members, fighters, American patriots like you exist, we will prevail. And that is not a campaign speech. That is honest to God, real passion from my heart, and it's real facts. You don't believe me? Just look back at the last year. Just look back at the last year. Look at what we've accomplished in the last year. We've already raised almost 200 bucks on Rumble Rants for the show today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's move on, shall we? Let me show you another. Let me show you another amazing thing that happens when we use our voices, when we use our knowledge and when we fight back against evil people. A new straw poll came out on Saturday in the great, beautiful state of Wyoming. The straw poll shows that yellow Teletubby Mrs. Liz Cheney, here she is, how you doing, Liz? This is Liz Cheney. The straw poll shows that yellow Teletubby Liz Cheney in the beautiful, wonderful state of Wyoming actually shows what her future in politics is. Check this out. And and by the way, this is why what I'm about to read you is exactly why I fully expect Liz Cheney to switch parties. She is in free fall mode right now, ladies and gentlemen. A House candidate 
who was endorsed by President Donald J. Trump, Harriet Hagman, handedly defeated Representative Liz Cheney in a Republican straw poll in Wyoming on Saturday. Hagman was awarded 59 votes from these Republicans who were in this straw poll, and it was a secret ballot, so nobody, nobody's name could be out there. Nobody's name could be out there. It was a secret ballot, and out of 61 Republicans who voted in the secret straw poll, 58 of them voted for Harriet Hagman, and only two of them voted for the yellow Teletubby, Miss Cheney, Miss Liz Cheney. Let's get into the story because this is incredible. Um, <laughs> Bitter Liz Cheney got trounced in a state GOP straw poll over the weekend. The winner, Harriet Hagman, endorsed by President Trump, received 59 votes. This story tells you that in the end, because there was more people that came and voted afterwards, and there was four more votes that actually ended up going to Liz. So in total, she got six. But in, in, immediately when they held the vote at, 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 at the very first, uh, the very first, first vote they held, she got it was fifty nine to two. It ended up she got four more later on as, as uh, four more uh, four more people came in and voted. Harriet Hagman, the Donald Trump endorsed candidate, seeking to unseat. Representative Liz Cheney won big Saturday in the straw poll held by Wyoming Republican State Central Committee. The secret ballot of party activists awarded Hagman 59 votes and Cheney just six. State Senator Anthony Bouchard um, from Cheyenne, two, and uh, Denton Knapp, one. The vote comes eight months after or before the GOP primary. The state party itself is not statutorily allowed to endorse a candidate in the primary. I think it's a good sign. It's not an endorsement, but these are the county activists, Hagman told the Star Tribune after the vote. The state central committee consists of three representatives from each county and members of the state party for a total, all in all, of 74 votes And Liz Cheney got absolutely trounced. She got her rear end handed to her. So that lets everybody know the fighting that President Trump has done, the fighting that you have all done, the fighting that more importantly, the people of Wyoming have done has made a difference. It took Liz Cheney, who was two years ago, one of the most popular candidates in the House I should say popular elected officials in the House. And she two, three years ago, she was the favorite if she was to run for re-election. She was the favorite to win. She would have been the top candidate in Wyoming for the Republican Party, and she would have won. And then she did the unthinkable. She went against Donald J. Trump. She voted for Donald J. Trump to be impeached because she's a warmongering GOP swamp donkey rhino uniparty loser just like her father. And I'm not speaking to the man, Dick Cheney, as a man. I'm speaking to Dick Cheney, the politician. She is, the apple did not fall far from the tree on that one, you guys. And because of what we've done over the last year, she is about to get absolutely hammered in this next election, which leads me to believe that we need to get ahead of it now. And what am I talking about? Her switching parties. If you don't think that she will be more popular switching parties going to the Democrat side than she ever was on a Republican side, then you're sadly mistaken. Because just like we 
would love to get converts from like Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, and we would put all, we'd open them, we'd welcome them with open arms. The Democrats are doing the same thing with people like Liz Cheney, like Adam Kinzinger. They're ready to wholeheartedly bring them into their party, and they will support them at, at a level that, like like AOC. That's what's going to happen because there's no way she can win regardless. There's outside of that, there's no way she can win unless she moves to another state. She is done in Wyoming. So that is a testament to all of you, especially you in, in, in Wyoming, okay? And now moving from Wyoming to Wisconsin because we've got some big breaking news, some big, beautiful breaking news, okay? We've got big, beautiful breaking news coming from the state of Wisconsin. Okay, I won it. We all know I won it. Everybody went to bed, and I was the winner. Then I woke up, and I wasn't the winner anymore. Anyway, breaking news coming from Wisconsin, ladies and gentlemen, while Speaker of the House of the state house anyway, advocates and constantly is trying to get more drop boxes. Speaker of the House Robin Voss in Wisconsin, a Wisconsin appeals court has now sided with the Waukesha judge in banning ballot drop boxes in Wisconsin, causing the Wisconsin Election Commission, who, by the way, will will end up in jail someday because five of the six of those losers are going to get felony charges before this is all said and done. They are the members that the Racine County Sheriff's Department did the investigation on and then recommended felony charges for five of the six to the AG who's dragging their feet over there. But either way, it caused the Wisconsin Election Commission um, to abruptly cancel their emergency meeting after the Waukesha judge made his judgment. The Waukesha, let me just, let me just rewind for you and bring you back to the series of events that happened, Okay. All right, the Waukesha judge ruled that drop boxes in Wisconsin are illegal. We can't have them. That immediately prompted the left to move into full gear, to push into full gear, put all their money, all the resources, call BLM, call Antifa, get them on the, get them on the ready, make sure we have T-shirts made for them. We're going to flood the streets, blah, 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 same old Democrat loser tactic. And in that time frame, the Wisconsin Election Commission decided they were going to have an emergency meeting about this. We need to have an emergency meeting about this. We need to figure out some way to make sure that we have these drop boxes. If we don't have these drop boxes, we can't win. We can't cheat. We can't get the uniparty mem- uh, um, candidate in there. We can't get the rhino in there. We can't get the Democrat that might have paid us off to get in there. What are we ever going to do? So they had this meeting set, this emergency meeting set, and then boom, right out from under their feet, an appeals judge pulls that carpet and says, no, nope, 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 nope. I am putting a stay on that ruling, and I also agree that drop boxes are illegal. By state law, they are. That's the funny thing. By state law, Wisconsin has got some of the strongest mail-in ballot laws in the country. That is why all the way back in November of 2020, I said Wisconsin was the lowest hanging fruit because their laws don't allow for all this cheating. So how they got it through to begin with, I don't know. I don't know. Let's go to the story and break this down because I agree there shouldn't be drop boxes anywhere. It's just a, it is a, it is a, a melting pot of illegal activity. That's all a drop box is. It's just a melting pot of illegal activity. So like I said, Speaker Voss there, he's been, he's been advocating and he's been trying to, to get more drop boxes on the street. But Waukesha County Circuit Judge, Judge Michael Bo, uh, Boren, 
issued the summary judgment decision earlier in the month on January 13th, banning drop boxes. Judge Bowren also ruled that ballot harvesting was illegal in the state. The Wisconsin Election Commission issued memos to the Wisconsin clerks in March and in August of 2020 encouraging the use of the ballot drop boxes, stating that the absentee ballots do not need to be mailed by the voter or delivered by the voter in person to the municipal clerks, but instead could be dropped in the drop boxes. And according to the WEC, which is the Wisconsin Election Commission, if you hear me uh, refer to them in the future, it'll be WEC, uh, ballot drop boxes can be unstaffed, temporary, or permanent. That advice, ladies and gentlemen, is just what I just said, contrary to state law. Joe Biden won the state after a stunning drop of Biden uh, Biden ballots in the middle of the night following the election. We all know that that happened. We don't have to revisit that crap. But yesterday, a state appeals court stayed Judge Bowen's uh, restriction on the use of absentee ballot drop boxes. The ruling meant election officials could not place drop boxes anywhere but in the clerk's office for the February 15th spring primary elections, nullifying Democrats' efforts to place the boxes in as many locations as possible to make voting more convenient and increase turnout and increase cheating. Earlier, uh, earlier in the day, the Wisconsin Election Commission planned an emergency session that was supposed to happen in the, uh, in the evening, but following the court ruling and President Trump's, um, Pre- President Trump's statement put out on the attempts to reestablish drop boxes in the state, the WEC canceled their emergency meeting. Why? Because this can't go to the Supreme Court. This isn't something that can go to the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court has no standing. This is a state issue. Because states are allowed to conduct and, uh, their own elections, states are allowed to make their own election laws, and the feds have nothing to do with it, which is why the Democrats are trying to push uh, this, this H.R. 1 bill, this For the People Voting Rights bill, through so quickly. Because if they can't stop states from putting in these security measures, they cannot win. They cannot win. Especially the February 15th primary coming up. This was perfect. Perfect timing. And I guarantee you the Democrats are struggling and startled and shocked and freaking out because they don't know how they're going to be able to cheat. They're not going to be able to cheat with Dominion alone. If if you've ever noticed, I've not really hammered on Dominion on this show because I believe Dominion is not the end-all be-all. I believe Dominion doesn't have as much of an impact on the election as most people think. The real stealing of the election came in a physical form. Physical mail-in ballots that were dumped in the middle of the night. That is where your problem really is. That's how you steal the election. Dominion is just the icing on the cake. You'll never hear me spend an entire show talking about loser Dominion. I don't care about Dominion. Yeah, they're crooked. I get it. Yeah, they should be exposed and they should be completely removed from every state. I get it 100%. But that's not what's going to win or, 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 or uh, steal the election. It's going to be the ballots. It's going to be the drop boxes. It's going to be the ballot harvesting. It's going to be the thousands and thousands of ballots that are not valid because they're tied to some person who registered to vote in 1918. That, that, ladies and gentlemen, is where the focus of life from America has always been. We were talking about it yesterday when the RAV team was here. We were talking about Dominion and how Dominion has a lawsuit on OAN and, and, they, and they threaten Newsmax and they f- threaten Fox News. And that was enough for OAN and Fox News, and Newsmax to pull back the reins on the election fraud business. 
Now, you might hear Fox talk about it here and there. You might hear Newsmax. You might hear OAN talk about it here and there. But because they decided to take the fight to Dominion, thinking that Dominion was the one that, did, that, that, was, the one that was able to steal the election, then Dominion was able to uh, put out, you know, put them under the gun, I should say, and, and scare them with, with lawsuits like they did with Mike Lindell. But Mike Lindell didn't back down, and the news station shouldn't have backed down either. They shouldn't have backed down either. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, for that amazing ruling in Wisconsin to stay the, uh, the Waukesha judges um, ruling, we're going to go ahead and give this appeal court and their judge the Smarty Award of the Day, if we could pull up the music properly. This is your living room. Nope, that's not it. Either way, we're going to give them the Smarty Award of the Day. Boom. There it is. No music today. Still working on some things here in the studio. We'll get it all uh, tightened up real soon. But that's it, folks. That's your big breaking news coming out of Wisconsin. And I think everybody uh, in Wisconsin is, is very happy today. All right, let's move on. Let's go from Wisconsin all the way to Connecticut. Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont announced yesterday that in order for you to visit your family members in the nursing home, you must now first comply with all vaccination rules or else you won't go and visit your family in the nursing home. Connecticut governor requires nursing home visitors to show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test. Governor Lamont's administration announced it would, no, it would now require all nursing home visitors to show either your proof of your vaccination or a recent negative COVID test within the last 70, 72 hours before entering and visiting your family there. Now, for those who live in Connecticut, this is something that you guys need to fight. We're fighting it here in New Hampshire right now. It's called, uh, the bill is called, uh, the bill is called No Patient Left Alone. And it's really dealing more with patients in hospitals than it is with nursing homes. But let's talk about the nursing homes for a minute because we know what happened in these Democrat states, right? We know what happened in these Democrat states. We know what happened under Andrew Cuomo. We know what happened under Governor Whitmer. We know what happened under Wolf. They stuck these people in these nursing homes and they died without any family members. They infected other people who died without any family members because nobody was allowed in. So I think Connecticut needs to take a little bit of a cue from New Hampshire, and I think you guys need to get your legislator down there. You need to get a hold of your reps, and you need them to introduce bills that are similar to the one that we're introducing in Concord, New Hampshire. Uh, We've already introduced, and we're going to be voting on it soon. We cannot allow our elderly community to just die without any kind of support. We can't allow these people to die and be lonely without any kind of, uh, of love or kindness or compassion or any kind of familiarity with, uh, with, with their family members. A lot of these people are, are you know, senile at this point or they have Alzheimer's and they don't know anybody else. They barely know their family members. And you're just going to put them in a situation where they're not allowed to see. They don't, a lot of these folks are in a position where they don't even know what COVID is. They don't even know what's going on. All they know is that they are no longer allowed to see their family member. That should not happen. That is cruel. That is inhumane. And that should have never, ever, ever been allowed to happen. Never. But that's what's happening in Connecticut. And for those of you who do live in Connecticut, you need to know this. Because we can affect change. And it happens, like I said, at a representative, a state representative and a state senate level. Don't allow these government bureaucrats to tell you any different. Don't allow these government bureaucrats to tell you that you can or you cannot see your loved one in a nursing home. It doesn't make any sense. It's wrong. It's inhumane. And we need to get on top of this. Oh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, 
Here we go. Let's give that Smarty Award music to the Wisconsin Appeal Court. Got that music pulled up for you. But I want to know if people in Connecticut have actually experienced this. I know there's people from Connecticut who watch this show. I want to know if anybody has family members in a nursing home in Connecticut right now. If you do, let me know in the comment section or send me an email. Send me a message. Let me know because I would love to help you get this bill going. And it's very simple. All you have to do is get a hold of your state representative, the person who represents you in your district, ask them for coffee, ask if you guys can meet, maybe at the Capitol building, maybe at their office, meet with them and, and, and talk to them about how inhumane this is and really make it an issue because if you don't make it an issue, the government's just going to do whatever they want, state or federal. They're going to do whatever they want unless you make it an issue. And I think this is m- among one of the biggest issues. I think this is one of the biggest issues that we have in this country is putting our elders in in, in nursing homes and hospitals to die all because of COVID. Unbelievable. I'm trying to keep up on some of your comments to see if anybody lives in Connecticut who can confirm if they've heard anything about this. I see a bunch of people putting up uh, clapping hands uh, for Wisconsin. The jab has been stopped. Praying for you and your husband. Stay strong. Sue them. It looks like there's some conversation in Rumble about somebody being mandated. By the way, Jeremy, how is your mom? My mom's okay. My mom's okay. She's got COPD and she doesn't, she's not even afraid of COVID. She walks around without her mask on. Uh, Jeremy, I'm going to DM you on Instagram about Connecticut. Rosebud. Okay, cool. Thank you very much. Let's talk about that. Let's see what we can do down in Connecticut and I'll help. I'll come down there, I'll help, I'll do what we got to do, because this, just like, the, just like youngsters, when people screw with kids, it bothers me, when people screw with the elderly, it bothers me, because these are two uh, groups of our society that cannot fight for themselves, they just can't, and they shouldn't be taken advantage of, and they shouldn't be uh, push, uh, pushed, pressured, or bullied away from seeing their family members, it's just not right, it's just not right. All right, I want to give you an, uh, an update, ladies and gentlemen on the COVID monkeys (laughs) that were en route to the wicked witch of the West, Nancy Pelosi, so she could unleash them on the country. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, I do have, (laughs) I do have footage of what I'm about to show you. I do have footage, ladies and gentlemen. So why don't we just go to the footage real quick and let's see these COVID monkeys en route to Miss Pelosi. Here we go. Those are the COVID monkeys, ladies and gentlemen, en route to the Wicked Witch of the West, Nancy Pelosi. No, let's get to the actual story, okay? Let's get to the actual story. Here we go. (laughs) The update on the Pennsylvania woman who came in contact with the CDC monkeys after a crash is now experiencing cold-like symptoms, pink eye, and coughing. A truckload uh, and trailer carrying about 100 monkeys collided with a dump truck last Friday afternoon along Route 54, I know you've all heard of this, just off Interstate 80 near Danville, Pennsylvania. Three monkeys escaped the crash. The monkeys were later reportedly, uh, later reportedly humanly euthanized. The CDC is now monitoring local residents for flu-like or for cold-like symptoms. 
That's very comforting considering that the leak, the lab leak from Wuhan that just destroyed the global economy. The monkeys are originally from um, Mauritius on uh, an island country off an African coast. And now the woman who came in contact and contact with one of the escaped monkeys said she's experiencing symptoms, pink eye and a cough. uh, Michelle Fallon says one of the monkeys hissed at her at the crash site. Well, of course, of course. What do you think is going to happen? Michelle Fallon is living a nightmare and she's ready to put that nightmare on record. The Danville woman who is now experiencing symptoms believed to be related to her close encounter with the wild monkeys when the trailer they were riding in collided with a dump truck and and loaded their cages all over and unloaded their cages, excuse me, all over Route 54, close to I-80 on Friday afternoon. The monkeys were destined for an unidentified Centers for Disease Control lab in the Midwest. Fallon is still processing the sequence of events that unfolded on Friday. She pulled over to check on the condition of the accident victims, but she said there were more concerned about press coverage of the incident. The driver of the truck hauling the monkeys identified in a press release from PA State Police as Cody Brooks, 31 years old, of Keystone Heights, Florida, even went so far as to put his hand in a camera of a local press enterprise reporter. He was very, very upset, said Fallon. He was in a panic. Brooks' passenger, Daniel Adkins, 59 years old of Florida as well, required transport to Geisinger Medical Center for the injuries. So, ladies and gentlemen, the COVID monkeys escaped. The people they came in contact with are are experiencing symptoms, and they were headed for the Center for Disease Control, uh, some unidentified Center for Disease Control building in the Midwest. Tony Fauci still experimenting on animals, is he? Tony the rat face Fauci using COVID monkeys now to experiment on right here in the United States of America. Where's PETA? I have not heard a ounce of complaining by, by PETA. How come? Maybe we all need to call PETA this afternoon and ask them why they aren't engaged in this COVID monkey escape accident that happened last Friday. We need to get some of these government agencies, like, I don't know if PETA's, a, is PETA even a government agency? Are they federally funded or are they funded through uh, privately funded? Something I don't know. I've never really looked into PETA that much. Maybe some of you guys on here can tell me. Maybe you can tell me, is PETA funded by the government or does it rely on a majority of its funds from private donations? I don't know that. I will look into that after the show. But again, where is PETA? Pretty crazy stuff. All right, let's move on now, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about Dr. Malone, because Dr. Malone, if you don't know who Dr. Malone is, Dr. Malone is the inventor of the mRNA vaccine. If there's anybody who knows anything about mRNA, it is Dr. Malone. But yet the federal government, Tony Fauci, the CDC, the NIAID, the WHO, all of them are trying to discredit Dr. Malone when he's the one who invented mRNA vaccine. He said something yesterday that we have been tracking and saying here on Live from America for months. He says that the Omicron variant transmission is likely facilitated by the vaccines. He warns that if we continue to keep vaccinating our population, we definitely run the risk of developing a more pathogenic virus. And that's not good. And he says that it's because of the vaccines that this is all happening. I'm going to play you the video 
from Dr. Malone where he says this exact stuff. But again, ladies and gentlemen, he is the inventor of the mRNA vaccine. So if anybody were to know anything about it, it would be Dr. Malone. But yet they're continuing to try to uh, discredit him. This is Dr. Malone saying what I just read. Back before Christmas, that Omicron has such low risk for severe disease and death. However, it's got a warning sign. And it's what GERD has been warning about and what the FDA has acknowledged in the original documents allowing the emergency use authorization in which they told the pharmaceutical industry that they desired that the pharmaceutical industry would investigate the risks of antibody-dependent enhancement or vaccine-enhanced disease. What GERD has been warning us about quite stridently is if we continue to implement this universal vaccination policy rather than the position of the Great Barrington Declaration, which I've supported in multiple op-eds in the Washington Times, among others, if we continue to pursue this universal vaccination strategy in the face of the pandemic, particularly with Omicron now, a much more highly infectious, highly replication-competent virus, what we risk is the driving the virus through basic evolution to a state where it may be more pathogenic and more able to elude immune response. So in sum, I don't wish to scare, we've had enough fear porn, but if we continue to pursue universal vaccination, the high probability is that what we will continue to see is the evolution of additional escape mutants that are increasingly infectious and may well become more pathogenic. This policy of, of forced universal vaccination is absolutely contrary to all of our understanding about basic viral evolution. We are clearly seeing the development of escape mutants that are resistant to the vaccine. Omicron is not only resistant to the vaccine, but its infectivity seems to be facilitated by the vaccine. and. In my opinion, this must stop for the sake of the world. Well, there you go. And he said the same thing when he was on Joe Rogan's show. He's been saying the same thing. Big shout out to Ron Johnson. Ron Johnson seems to be at the forefront of, the, of this fight as far as an elected official is concerned. So big shout out to him. Uh, and you're right. I, I, I didn't mean he, he created the mRNA vaccine. I meant he, he invented the mRNA technology that was uh, that was allowed that, that was ma- made it able for people to create the mRNA vaccine. So I, I did mis- misspeak when I said that, but I appreciate you guys uh, correcting that for me. But again, ladies and gentlemen, this is the guy who invented the technology to make these vaccines. And yet they're trying to discredit this guy. He's probably one of the smartest people in the world. He's definitely smarter than Tony Fauci when it comes to this stuff. He's been saying a big shout out to him. We're getting him on the show soon. And I cannot wait for that. Cannot wait. All right. We got a few more minutes to go here. So please stay tuned. If you live in the state of New York, you might have already heard. But if you live in the state of New York, then you know that your state Supreme Court yesterday shot down interim. Governor Hochul's mask mandate saying that she has no authority to enact the mandate that needs to go through a state legislature. And you know what? It's the same thing when it comes to a national mandate. 
All of these national fake mandates that Biden tried to do, he knew they were unconstitutional. He hoped that they would be allowed to go through. But chances were, from the very beginning, Biden and his administration knew that this was going to be defeated in the Supreme Court. They just wanted to scare enough people into actually doing it first. Why? Billions of dollars. The New York State Supreme Court judge on Monday evening ruled that Governor Kathy Hochul's mask mandate is unconstitutional and declared it null and void. The judge, who was out of Nassau County, said that Hochul had no authority to enact the mask mandate without the state legislature because she is no longer has emergency powers to do so, thanks to the legislature. A New York State Supreme Court judge has struck down her mask mandate for schools and public locations. According to the court document, Judge Thomas Raidmaker said that, the, said that neither the governor nor the state health commissioner has the authority to enact a mandate without the state legislature since the governor no longer has her emergency powers. The document says in part, quote, there can be no question that every person in this state wishes, wants, and prays that this era of COVID ends soon and they will surely do their part to see that is accomplished. However, enacting any laws to this end to this end is entrusted solely to the state legislature, same as the election laws, folks. While the intention of the Commissioner Bassett and Governor Holchel appear to be well-aimed, squarely at doing what they believe is right to protect the citizens of New York State, they must take their case to the state legislature. Holchel is angry about the court ruling and said that she will immediately work to reverse the ruling? What, you don't respect your judges? You don't respect your people of authority? Hold on a second. She says, my responsibility as governor is to protect New Yorkers throughout this public health crisis. And these measures help prevent the spread of COVID-19 and saves lives. We strongly disagree with this ruling and we are pursuing every option to reverse this immediately. Will you keep pursuing and New Yorkers will now continue to live their lives? Unfortunately, so many businesses were brainwashed into doing this to begin with that a lot of them just won't reverse their policies. So now we have that to deal with. Not only are we dealing with these out-of-control bureaucrats and elected officials who think that they're gods and kings, we now have to deal with all of the brainwashed, indoctrinated dummies who own businesses who decided, yes, I'll do whatever you say. Uh, yes, sir, may I have another? Yes, ma'am, may I have another? Oh, I can't do anything. I don't want my business to go under. I didn't have a backbone. Now we have to deal with them. But we'll get that too. We'll get that, we'll get that as well. This next video that I'm going to show you guys concerned to COVID as well is a, uh, is a clip that went viral yesterday. Now, this clip that went viral yesterday is pretty disturbing to watch because it shows unhinged left-wing white women screaming at a black man inside of an elevator that he was in first, unmasked, and then they decided to get on the elevator, masked, and then proceeded to tell him to get out of the elevator and even assaulted him, hit him and pushed him. Because he would not get out of the elevator that they got into, that he was in first unmasked, but they wanted him to be masked up tight. Check this out. Get out. Get out. Get out. What are you guys doing? Get out. What you guys doing? Get out. Don't touch me. Don't you have to do not touch me? Get out. Do not touch me. I'm not touching you. Oh, did you just hit me? Did you just hit me? You just hit me. You just hit me. You too? Black Lives Matter. Yo, Black this is great. Wow. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Yo, stop. Stop recording. I don't know you. Yo, you need to stop. Get no, out. I'm not getting out. I was yes, in you are. That's the kind of craziness that's on the left. 
My understanding is that the appellate court stayed the lower court ruling that is allowing the drop boxes for February. No, 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 no. Not, that's not what happened at all. The, the, the higher court actually sided with the lower court and said no drop boxes. Speaker Voss wants the drop boxes there. So he's still fighting for the drop boxes. But the judge ruled no can do. No drop boxes. So that's, that's the story that I know, unless something broke ever since I've been on the show. But as of right before the show, that was the story. So, but these people are absolutely crazy. They're crazy. They started calling him Black Lives Matter. Oh, that's real mature. That's real mature. That shows your racism on the left, doesn't it? Doesn't that show the racism of the left? You can't tell me that that was a person on the right. You can't tell me that those ladies were Republicans. No way. No way. All right, folks, yesterday I reported on a Denver, well, by the way, well, let's get, let's get to this next story first. Yesterday I reported on a Denver school that is teaching kids to align themselves with the Black Lives Matter principles, speaking of Black Lives Matter, and destroy the family nucleus of the Western civilization here in the United States of America. And now we have footage from another Colorado school called Heritage High School in Denver. The video, the two videos that you're about to see are taken from a student. They come by way of a student filming this stuff. And it's showing a vaccine clinic that is at the school administering vaccines without parental consent, even after the school superintendent assured the public, assured the taxpayers, and assured the parents of the school that this kind of stuff would not happen. This comes in wake of, of, uh, of him saying it wouldn't happen because parents had this concern when people first started talking about this months ago. He said, nope, nope, not happening. Let's play the first video here. And then we'll go to the second one. But thank God that these students are actually um, filming this stuff because this is very important. Here we go. It's sideways, but. Okay. And do you want Pfizer, Moderna? Which one's the best one? We can't, like, suggest that you get one or the other. It's based on preference. I guess the Pfizer. Okay. I have no idea what the difference between them are. That's okay. Right here. You want to do a left arm or right? This is a 16-year-old student who's recording this. seeing folks is this kid taking he's he's lying about his age and he's just doing it to to show the world exactly what is happening that these vaccines are being administered to him without an id without parental consent without any kind of uh of any knowledge whatsoever they said what vaccine would you like he goes i don't know which one should i take she goes well we're not allowed to tell you which one you should or shouldn't take and she goes there's pfizer there's moderna there's johnson johnson he goes oh i guess the pfizer one i don't know anything about it she goes that's okay So instead of informing these kids about what vaccine can do what, about the efficacy of whatever vaccine they're about to take, informing them about any kind of adverse reactions that that specific vaccine has caused throughout the world by citing VAERS or anybody else, they're just saying, which one would you like? Whatever one you want, just tell us so we can stick it in you quick. So that was the first video. Here's the second video. Come on. 
All right, here we go. You have to have an adult, honey. Oh, I brought this. I mean, I don't know if this works or not, but. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he does? Okay, you got one? Yeah. Okay. Take them out of the system. Take them back out. They're going out. We can't, we can't take him out of the system. But it shows that it, he got his first one, but he actually did not. It won't say that unless you guys put vaccinated, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so it won't, it won't if, as long as you don't click vaccinated, it won't yeah. go on your Okay. Because he turned around. Yeah. Okay. Just check. Are you kidding? Yeah, so you can tell us he was 19 and they closed his birthday. Is that what he was doing, trying to count? Yeah, you couldn't figure out his birthday. Is this your first one? Yes. Is your name Tim? Yes. Is it Brunswell? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the videos are like three, four, five minutes long, so I'm not going to play the whole thing. I encourage you to go watch them yourself. Um, but um, thank you very much for the person who put Heritage High School's website, their email, and their phone number in the chat thread. Thank you so very much for doing that because it, it's important for us to reach out, call these people, and let them know. The Colorado High School, which held a vaccine clinic during school hours, agreed to give a minor a vaccine without a parent present after assuring parents that they willed, would not do this. The kid even lied about his birthday. Didn't even know his own birthday. They ended up pushing him through to another line, said the kid doesn't really know his own birthday. He got his birthday screwed up, and they're like, oh, okay, whatever. If you watch the whole video, they end up get, they end up uh, approving him to get the vaccine without any kind of information to the kid about which vaccine he's taking, without any kind of inf uh, information on adverse reactions, without any phone call, email, text message to the parents. This kind of stuff has to stop because it's going hand in hand with what I told you yesterday that the state thinks that the kids belong to them. Jeremy, they're going after our young men so that we have no defense protection. I agree. Men and women, really. Men and women. Somebody said, has, has anybody ever seen the reptile uh, video? Um, what was it called? Uh, drinking out of cups? Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that before. That was funny. All right. I want to end the show, folks, with giving you some more ammo to fight when some of your uh, lefty coworkers or lefty friends tell you that the president of the United States has nothing to do with gas prices, I want you to show them this. October of 2017, the United States was importing 18,000 barrels a day of oil, of crude oil, from Russia. In October of 2021, just four years later, America was importing 206,000 barrels per day. This right here that you see on this screen right here, this is a direct result of presidential policy. Every bit of it. Under President Trump, we were energy independent and we were only bringing in 18,000 barrels a day and we had a stockpile of, of oil that was unbelievable. Now that uh, Biden is in office, we're pulling in 206,000 barrels per day and... Our oil reserves have been depleted heavily 
And a majority of these oil reserves that we actually tapped into went overseas. So the next time your lefty coworkers or your lefty family members tell you that the president of the United States cannot affect gas prices, show them this statistic right here. And this is from Act for America. 18,000 barrels per day we were importing from Russia in 2017 and 206,000 barrels a day in 2021. That is like a 12, that's like 12 times the amount of barrels that we were pulling in in 2017. It's like 12 times the amount. And if you don't think that the president has anything to do with uh, oil and gas prices, you're absolutely out of your mind or you're completely uh, detached from how things work. Because that right there shows you, ladies and gentlemen, why oil and gas prices are the way they are for Americans. I don't care about the rest of the world. But again, <laughs> like, like Alicia White has said, it must be still Trump's fault. Must be still Trump's fault. Anyway, we're going to end the show with a laugh today, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to go to our friend, Sean, Captain Deplorable as he's got a new video where he is pretending he is President Donald J. Trump negotiating with a scammer online who's trying to get money from him. You'll love this. Check it out. Now, my address changed recently, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Then they stole the election. So where do I get the check? I'm going to build a wall with it. I hope you understand that. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me, Brian, you're going to have to stop. You're fake news, okay? Where did you hear that? You know, that's a stupid question, I have to say. And I've seen you a lot. You ask a lot of stupid questions, okay? Now, let me just explain to you federal taxes. We're going to talk later, and if you come back to the table with a much bigger number, we're talking about huge, and I want billions with a B. You understand that? With 150000 directly. One hundred and fifty thousand. We went down. We went from seven point five million to one hundred and fifty thousand. You know, you're a scammer and a loser, and I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with you anymore, Brian. Excuse me, Brian. Excuse me, Brian. You're like Brian Stelter. Okay, it's gone. Okay, you just lost the deal. Goodbye. <laughs> Excuse me, Brian. Brian, you're like Brian Stelter. You just lost the deal. <laughs> Oh, we got to have Sean back on the show. We got to have Sean back on the show. What a riot. What a riot that guy is. Love Sean. He's got a new podcast out as well. Make sure you check him out. Captain Deplorable. Only on Instagram will you see his podcast. He's also on TikTok as well. I don't know if he has a Facebook page because I'm not allowed over there. But either way, make sure you follow Captain Deplorable on all social media outlets. What a great guy. Anyway, folks. Thank you for the donations today. Thank you for the rumble rants. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the shares. I appreciate you every single day of my life. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. And keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Can't wait to see you tonight, 5 p.m. For more Live from America from the Live Free or Die state of New Hampshire, make sure you check out JeremyHarrell.com. If you're not re-signed back up to be a monthly donor, please do so. we got to work our way back up by the end of March. That's our goal. We are, we are funded through the end of March. we got to get back up there. Thank you all very much. God bless you. Sign up for the newsletter if you haven't, and make sure you check out the America Strong Business Directory so all boats can rise. God bless you guys, and we'll see you a little later. Thank you very much for everything. Bye. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming, and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up.
Screaming that we first in America. <laughs>